Today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Buddy. Yep, that's right. We're going to talk about menstrual cups. Have you ever tried a menstrual cup? Well, I have. I'm here to say that I have. And I love it. I love my Bloody Buddy cup. The Bloody Buddy cup is a reusable menstrual cup that uses the highest grade of medical silicone. It's easy to insert, easy to remove, and completely comfortable. Although there have been a few pregnancies in between, I've been using the Bloody Buddy cup for about like three years now, and it has given me period freedom. It's changed my life completely. And you might be thinking, Mary, that sounds like super dramatic. That sounds like you're exaggerating. No, it is completely life-changing to have your period and not be thinking about it. It's completely life-changing to have your period and not have to run to the bathroom every three hours to change a pad or a tampon. Unlike pads and tampons you have to change once every three to four hours, you can keep your bloody buddy in for up to 12 hours. So not only will you be saving yourself so much time by not excusing yourself all day to go change your pad or your tampon and so much money by not having to run to the store every month to go grab whatever you need, you'll also be doing the environment a serious solid by cutting down on all that waste because your bloody buddy can be used for 10 freaking years. 10 years. And if you've tried other cups in the past and had some issues with them, we'll have no fear. The Bloody Buddy Cup is different, I promise you. It is perfect for beginners as well as seasoned menstrual cup users. What makes the Bloody Buddy Cup different from all the other cups on the market is it's easy to open design. It has patent pending, wavy grips at the bottom, a pincher bulb at the bottom of the cup to help you with, you know, easy removal when it comes time to change your cup out. And of course, it comes in a bunch of super cute colors, which is, you know, very important, very important for a menstrual cup. So go to bloodybuddycup.com, use their size guide, pick out a cute color for your cup, and enjoy the period freedom. And you can use our code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase. Again, that's code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase at bloodybuddycup.com. All right, now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Hi. I'm here today with one of my favorite people. I feel so lucky that she's willing to do this. You can't see her right now because this is an audio-only medium. But she is like voguing and like kind of posing in the camera right now. But Larkin Harris is here. Larkin, hello. Hi. I realized something. So. What did you realize? I realized a lot of things. But I realized that this podcast might be like a big struggle. Because so Larkin and I, we like have a Zoom with our friends once every week. Yes. And I would say that if there's two offenders for people talking over each other. It's me and Larkin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds accurate. And and not even on Zoom, but like when we're all like in, in person together, like us and, and our friends and stuff. If there's two people that really try to like monopolize conversation and will not stop talking and will not like take like talking over people as like a challenge, it's Larkin and I. So yeah, this my absolute least favorite thing about myself. I same no maybe not my least favorite because the <laughs> list is so long but it's up there no I hate it yeah I um but I no but I like could stop no but with you I'm like keep it coming keep talking but I like <laughs> that's how I feel but I'm like Larkin please keep saying things but when it comes to me and you just one-on-one in a medium where people are supposed to be able to hear clearly I'm really gonna have to pace myself it could be rough yeah we'll do yeah. our best <laughs> I I also typically like to turn off the camera for these things like on Zoom because I like I get self-conscious I can't stop looking at myself whatever I'm annoying but I think that I'm gonna rely heavily on visual cues to see when Larkin is about to start talking so then I could stop you're all you're all welcome you're welcome see I whenever I try to record a video 
I can't keep my eyes looking in the right spot. So I end up looking like I'm just in danger or something. It's, and then when I watch it back, it's very distracting. Well, no, when you film a video, I feel like looking straight at the camera makes like when I'm doing an Instagram story or like a TikTok or something, I look like a psychopath if I'm looking right at the camera. But if I'm looking at myself on the screen, then I look like a little bit more normal. But like if I'm looking like dead at the camera, it, it looks wild. Well, maybe that's what I should do because I feel like you're so good at talking to the camera. And when I try, try to talk to a camera, it's it's special. The, the problem with me recording anything is... I've said it many times. My worst enemy is like an open mic. Like when it's like open mic Sundays at church, like they call them testimony meetings, but like there's one Sunday a month where it's like, anybody can come up and come talk. That's like my worst nightmare because I go up. I typically like only do it when I like, when it's like a special day for my family and we like blessed a baby or something. And I just go up and I, I cannot stop talking. And then I'm the same way on my Instagram stories. Like once the floodgates are open, I can't stop. And it's like that Mean Girls Club where it's like, I could hear people getting tired of me, but I just couldn't stop. <laughs> I feel like I do that in real life. But then on Instagram stories, I have to force myself to talk on Instagram stories because I hate seeing it. I need a little bit more of that energy. Do you? I, I, I don't think, think so. I think so. I think I should cut myself off more often. But anyway, Larkin is here. I am so happy. I met Larkin on the internet but a fun fact about Larkin and I is but Larkin you say it we gave birth on the same day in the same hospital but we didn't know each other at the time we didn't meet until like a year a year and a half later yeah so we had we had basically twins but not at all and it's funny because physically (laughs) like these two humans like could not be more like different like her daughter Kit is like so tall, and then my daughter Piper is like so short. But yeah, born same day, same hospital. Kit is older, I think, by like a couple hours. Maybe right? I have no idea. Can't remember what time she was born. Literally, it's all a blur because like the hospital is dark. I'm on drugs then, not now, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you had a traumatic birth and a NICU stay, and I had just like a run of the mill three days before Christmas. Type yeah, that's like good typical baseline chaos of giving birth before the holidays but it was funny because I found we put this together because Larkin and I like kind of ran in the same circles on Twitter and we kept seeing each other post like milestone announcements for our kids like seven months and then be like whoa (laughs) your baby must have been born on my baby's birthday wait you were in Utah so am I or like I think I was in Vegas at that point but like I was in Utah where did you give birth? So anyway, we figured it out that way. But and our friendship my husband remembers you guys from the hospital. He remembers seeing Mary and her husband. Be, like Mary came in in her wheelchair and he remembers it. Me? No, I don't remember anything, but he really I, remembers. And my husband, Alex, he remembers seeing like this cute little hairy baby, like head full of hair, not like hairy, like all over, <laughs> like head full of hair, baby she in the nurse. Was hair all over she was furry so but that'd be like a little creepy if Alex was like I just saw this baby in the nursery full of hair hair everywhere (laughs) anyway I'm so excited that Larkin is here we will get on with the show um we're gonna start with like a little warm-up question um I started the podcast off in a similar way last week but you didn't get to hear it because for some reason 
Last week, I had Lauren Busby on. She is an angel. She was so great. But unfortunately, we had like an audio issue and it sounded like I was just talking to myself. Like Lauren's voice was like so faint and and it I had to delete the episode. But anyway, that's why there was no episode last week. But we're going to start in a similar way. Just I just thought I would just pull a question from from the Internet that's been like puzzling people and see what your take is on it. Do you what do you think there are more of in the world? Do you think that there's more? doors in the world or wheels in the world in the entire world more doors or wheels Mm -hmm. uh i'm going with wheels see i i feel like my instinct wants to say wheels because wheels normally come in a pair at least like a minimum if you're having one wheel you're making two wheels at least right yeah but But then enters the equation, cabinets. Oh, cabinet doors count? Oh. I would think, I would think so. And like grocery stores, all those doors that go into like freezer sections. Oh. But then you think of all the cars in the world. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking like that wheels, I was thinking like throughout the history of time, because you know, wheels were invented i mean who knows (laughs) i was really like gotta have been a long time ago i was really waiting for the number i really uh, thought you were gonna say like wheels were invented in 18 bc during that cartoon from sesame street where you like see a caveman rolling a wheel yeah okay here's a little fun fact about mary and me which is yeah mary and me that's the right grammar um I'm the oldest out of our friend group and Mary is the youngest. So sometimes we don't have the same references. Like I'm like, yeah, you know, that Sesame street video. And she's like, yeah, that was out of rotation by the time I was watching Elmo. But the thing about me is I don't really think I grew up watching wholesome TV like that. (laughs) And now my only Elmo references are like the stuff that my kids like watch which are really just the hits throughout time and when you said the caveman thing I feel like it rings a bell yeah it's sometimes I'll watch Sesame Street with my kids and they'll show like little clips and I'm like oh this is recycled from when I was a kid so I think it's one of those that's like deep in the recesses of my brain and that's what Mm -hmm. I see I'll have to like find the clip and then put it on our Instagram story or something but wheels or doors And then also that's interesting too, throughout time or just currently on the earth right now to make it easy. Let's say currently on the earth right now. Including Um, landfills. Oh, landfills. Oh, then wheels because rubber like never deteriorates. Yeah. And like a wheel could be anything, like anything round that moves in like a mechanic way. Yeah. Like Like a wheel, like a knitting wheel spinning wheel like a wheel of time but again cabinets yeah and doors and and you know what i said i was like well cars cars have wheels cars also have doors typically all cars have four doors yeah that's true too but then all the so i think i'm gonna have to say doors inside our the drawers have wheels that make them slide out that is a modern luxury the I wheels would, and drawers? 
I would say, yeah. No, they used to make little wooden ones. I know, but still, like, I feel like that's not on, that's a blip on the radar in the wheel conversation. But if you're going to count cabinet doors, then if you're also counting drawers, each drawer typically has like four wheels. Does everywhere in the world have drawers like that? I don't know. I've only ever I've lived never in, been out know, of America. America. I've been out, but I, I wasn't thinking about wheels and doors. <laughs> but now I'm you so will. Sorry. Anyway, I'm glad that we all had that that time together. Yeah, I hope I hope you all had a good time. Can't wait to see what everybody says about it. This is yeah, podcasting please, at its finest. You're welcome. Please give us the right answer because I'm not that deeply invested, but I would like to know. Well, like the TikToks I've been seeing about it, like are just people bringing up new arguments and it's incredible. Mm. Mm. And yeah, and every time I like think I'm on, I've said this before, I'm the most easily swayed person in the entire world. It's, I don't know if it's like a good personality trait or a bad one. Cause I feel like everybody like should be forgiving and should be nice and like to be able to like hear other people out. But then there's also times where like, if I, if somebody was trying to scam me, it'd be very easy. Somebody called me the other day on the phone and it was like a Saturday and they called and they said, hi, you have a hospital bill an outstanding hospital bill for like $12. Do you want to give us a credit card number right now to pay it? And so I just took out my purse and I'm like, just digging out my card to read off. And Alex is like, what, what, what are you doing, Mary? Like, did you ask him when the bill was from? And I was like, when was this bill from? Like, it didn't even cross my mind to authenticate that this random person okay. calling me on a Saturday night was telling the truth. But they were, I think, I hope. This I literally the money happened to me today. I got a bill for, and it was like, oh, it, it was a medical bill, but it was from like right during shutdown, like March, 2020. I'm like, I don't think I was at the doctor at that point. I think we were all avoiding the doctor. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if you don't think this is your bill, write us a note. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is my bill. So maybe that's the new scam. Well, and the more I think about it, I mean, I hope it wasn't a scam because I was like, why am I being billed $12 for something random, you know? But like, that was low enough for me to just be like, oh yeah, just take my card. Like $12, that's like a trip to Chipotle, like whatever, like take it. But, mm. um, and like they listed a date where I was like, oh yeah, I probably was in a hospital or something that day. Cause it was like through Rooney's, my, my pregnancy with Rooney. Anyway, I digress. I'm easily persuaded. So that's why all the, uh... I am not, I am far too stubborn and if I know that somebody's trying to persuade me then I'll really dig my heels in Ooh, I need I need a little bit of that energy but anyway it's funny like my husband's in marketing but if I know somebody is marketing something to me shut it down I just I'm like oh you want me to buy that then I'm not gonna I will say I'm very easily persuaded but the MLM people that attack me every single time I'm out in public have yet to sway me. So maybe oh, I do have a shred of uh, dignity left. You absolutely do. Yeah, it's it's real nice. Um, just a quick little update. Um, again, there's not that much going on in the pop culture world. The amount of like deep diving I did to try to find any kind of stories to talk about tonight, it, it was intensive. I even like combed through E! News' Instagram 
And like, even E! News didn't really have anything to report on. Like, they were posting, like, did you know that Maude Apatow is Judd Apatow's daughter? And like, they posted that three times in the last week, like some variation of that. So that's how you know that it's a slow news week. If E! News has nothing to, you know, post for clout. One second. And also, who's Maude Apatow? You don't know who she is? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you know who Judd Apatow is? I mean, the name sounds really familiar. He is the writer and director of like Knocked Up. Okay. And, yeah, like those movies, say, 40-Year-Old Virgin. He's not somebody whose face I would know, but I know the name because he's like a writer-director type person. And yeah. he's married to Leslie Mann. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lady yeah. from... Uh, All the Judd Apatow movies. In what movie? Isn't she in George and uh, George of the Jungle? I I do not recall. Do we'll not... have to that real quick and get back to you. Yeah. I know I don't know her like that, but anyway, Maude Apatow is like in Euphoria. She was in all the Judd Apatow movies, always as like the kid. Wait, I have to say something really fast. This is going to be so annoying, but this has to be done on air. Okay, my alarm is about to go off. I wish that this timing was better. I have personally been really freaked out about um, the apocalypse. It's fine. I'm a really chill person. Not the apocalypse, but just like, you know, like food shortages. And like, I'm on the wrong side of TikTok. Again, with me being easily persuaded, like all these people are telling me that the world is, you know, going to like, there's going to be no food or whatever. So I've gotten deep into prepper TikTok and I've been trying to buy a garden bed for my backyard so I could grow food Mm -hmm. because I'm a psychopath. And um, I've been on this auction thing all day trying to win a garden bed and it ends in seven seconds. I'm about but to place you... my bed. Oh, oh, Go, Mary. F. oh, did it work? Did it work? Oh, did I get it? No, 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 oh. no. Somebody came in the last second. No, I hate them. Oh, I should have went 61. Anyway, it was like a $300 garden bed. But um. I put in a $59 bid and then somebody went in with 60. It's not meant Rip. to be. Now I'm never going to be able to feed my family when the apocalypse comes, which by the way, if really, if it is going to be the apocalypse, I don't want to be around for it anyway. Yeah. We've discussed. That. Yeah. Like uh, I have like maybe two weeks of apocalypse in me before I'm just like, all right, kids, we're just going to ride this out. I'm fine. As long as I don't have to interact with other people during the apocalypse. Yes which I don't know how that's going to work out, but yeah. I feel like it would be a good way, like a good time to not interact with people. They just hunker down. Yeah, but I don't have a garden bed. So how am I going to feed my family? You know what I have is some big bags of rice. So yes, I've I've been like food prepping for a long time. Like I turned my laundry room into like a food prep center literally i've gone off the deep end and it's been going on since like june of last year which is fine amazing yeah it's great (laughs) it's great but um the latest thing i've been on is this woman on tiktok who she's very crazy like she's been saying the sky is falling for the last like four months or i mean like really for a really long time but for the last like four months in particular she's been like everybody i have a friend or a family member who is in the trucking industry. And they said that there's going to be no wheat 
in a month. Like you, like she's she's way off the um. Like she's not in the realm of believability anymore. Like she's very stressed out, but she, she like has been stressing to people that you should buy foods like rice or like pasta or whatever that take up a little bit of space. But then when you cook them, they expand to a lot of space, like a cup of rice. Like if you cook a cup of rice and like it gets huge anyway. So that's been my latest thing. High volume foods and nice. garden beds on auctions. That I don't win. It's a good tactic. Yeah, this podcast is really going off the rails. I've yet to get to one of our many topics. Um, we don't have many <laughs> topics. Um, but it's time for a Girl Gangs uh, 7733 update. Um, if you remember our girl, ARN from Girl Gangs, she was the creator and founder of an Instagram call-out page where she um, just, you know, hazed influencers and uh, cyber-bullied them for, for a bit. Um, and then when like the going got tough, she announced that she was pregnant. Like she was getting a lot of hate and she's like, no, but I'm pregnant. And then people always kind of doubted the pregnancy, but then like rational people like me here, I am calling myself rational after I've been like, I'm I'm preparing for the apocalypse. Anyway, rational people were like, come on, she's not faking a pregnancy. That would be insane. Nobody would ever fake a pregnancy. And then it comes time for the baby. And I hope that I'm wrong about this. I hope that I'm just being a troll and that. Or or no, I hope that I'm not wrong. That's what I want to say. I hope that the whole story was fake because either she was lying about the whole thing or there was like a very horrible accident with the stillborn baby. So like the baby is supposed Mm. to come and she says through other like channels and stuff like she's had people try to like leak the information the baby didn't make it through the delivery oh yeah so So, i so really no good options yeah either she's lying or there was a tragedy but either way yeah like i mean i hope that she was lying i hope that she didn't have to go through this and then like the guy that she said was going to be the father, he came out and he was like, yeah, there was never a baby. Like I asked for her to confirm the pregnancy multiple times and she like never would. She sent me a fake ultrasound. Like, so all of the proof really looked like it was a faked pregnancy. Um, But anyway, she's back in the news because I always suspected that she would try to come back to the internet in hopefully like an anonymous way. Like, I had a feeling that she wanted to do something kind of like Dumois does, like uh, anonymous, um, like Instagram blind item thing. Like, you can come on and snark about influencers, but like, like she wasn't going to be the face of it anymore. Where with her first page, she was on there talking to the camera constantly. On girl gangs. On girl gangs. I have a whole episode, if this intrigues you any bit, I have a whole episode about it from about like a couple months ago. Anyway, she has now officially maybe returned to the internet. Her girl gangs page was revived as some name in French. Yeah, let me grab what it was, but uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it well. What's your your background with the French language, Larkin? Oh, I'm uh, basically fluent in that I took uh, French in middle school mm-hmm. uh, and I think one year of high school so I can say what time is it and um, that's about it 
Can you explain to us how to pronounce Le Jaspiner? It's the French verb to chatter, to chat, or to gab with friends. Le Jaspiner? I have no idea. That that sounds very, very close to what I'm sure it is, if not the real thing. I'm super good at French. And it I sounds fun. It sounds very French. Anyway, the page recently rebranded to that. Somebody like the person who's doing the page now is like, this isn't Aaron anymore. She sold it off. Um, <laughs> which is so far fulfilling my prophecy of she's going to try to come back and be anonymous. And she's like, this is now going to be a positive place, but she's, um, but she's also like already calling out people in her story. Um, so it just seems like, and she's posting memes and stuff. Not that that's like a sin or anything, but answer me this. What is the point of a money call out page money okay oh no the the point of the call out page was to me this is going to make me sound mean but this has always been my when it comes to influencers and people in general celebrities whatever a lot of time when they're criticized for something i think it's like very justified you know mm-hmm. Pe- people are known to do bad things from time to time whatever but the like Instagram call out nature of like what this girl was trying to do all the time was very nitpicky and very mean. The page was very, 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 very mean. And okay. it, al- it always gave me the vibe of like someone putting like a hex on the popular girls at school energy, like very jealous. And I know that that sounds like mean. So it would come from like a, you're trying to hold people accountable place, but then she always said that I'm I'm trying to hold people accountable, but like, sorry was never enough for her. Like Mm. if somebody would like misspeak and it was never even like, like, so it started with her allegedly like calling out injustice or whatever. Okay. But then it turned out to be like, this girl is so tone deaf. Like this girl goes to the Chick-fil-A drive-thru every day to get a Diet Coke. And then she posts about it. Like there are people who are starving and, and like, and that's so much waste or whatever. And then these people would come back and be like, I'm sorry. And like, no, you're tone deaf and you're out of touch and people should unfollow you and blah, blah, blah. Like taking things to the Mm. most extreme. And like, and then she would also like dox people like, she would yeah. find out like where people's husbands would work and like post their LinkedIn's and it, mm. it was very mean. So like even stuff if, that you really should save for like the group chat with your friends. Yeah. Like that was also like a thought <laughs> I had sometimes too. I'm like, does she not have like a group chat where she can just like snark in? Like she needs to find like some people to go to the park with or something. Shoot. Well, I mean, I guess she didn't have a baby then or sorry. That was a you can go shot, to the park but... without a baby. Yeah, like in my mind, I was like, oh, just like go to the park and gossip with your friends, you know, like or just like go to the group chat, you know, yes. um, not that our friends would ever snark on anyone. Never. We've never. <laughs> never have we ever. <laughs> um, anyway. She is allegedly she says it like she sold off the page and that's not going to be her anymore. But then the name changed back to girl gangs today. Mm. For a little bit and then changed back to the French name 
So anyway, long story short, this girl's back on the internet. Uh, grief, luckily, is something that I haven't really had to experience in my life at, you know, huge, um, like at huge levels. So I can't really put myself into, like a lot of people are saying, like, this is not how a grieving mother would act. And like, and I don't know that. Luckily, thank uh, the heavens, counting my blessings, I've never had to deal with any kind of grief like that. But sometimes I'm kind of like, yeah, they're right. Because if she, because she was out like back on the internet, like fighting people, which uh, like what would have been like three or four days after she says, lost she, yeah, her baby. Like, lost a baby. Anyway, she has blocked me on I just want to chat. I'm blocked from the official page, which is nice. So I have to like go onto my like personal account to look up this like new weird French thing. And I found that out like right before recording this where I'm like, let me just like look this up and make sure I have all the facts right. I'm like, oh, wait, did she delete the whole page? No, she didn't block me, did she? And then, yeah, she blocked me. Oops. Amazing. It's my only clue email. Mean- if someone's willing to lie about a whole human, I could see them also lying about who owns an Instagram page. <laughs> it is. In the, the hierarchy of lies, I mean, seems plausible. First, it's the pregnancy lies. Then it's the lies about the authentication of an Instagram account. It's a slippery slope, you know, dishonesty is. Um, I always just think these people need more hobbies. Yeah. Well, like, and that's why we'll get to this in a second because we're going to talk kind of about like scammers and stuff. But I have thought too, like this girl really, really, really wanted to like make a name for herself online. Right. Yeah. And I've always kind of been of the nature, like, yes, it's some, it's easier for some people to like influence than others. Right. Yeah. But like she was putting in time every day. Like her Instagram story was always like at the max amount of like little dots there's a max yeah like i think you get 100 slides per day like she was always oh. at her max this girl was spending so woman was spending so much what time if- online and i always had the impression like what if she just took this energy in this time to do anything else anything Any- else and she could have been prepping for the apocalypse she could have been trying to buy a garden bed on the local auction website to put in her backyard, even though she lives in a climate where it's like 120 in the summer and nothing's yeah. going to grow back there. Uh, you don't know that. I know. I'm going to have to like get like a whole system if I want to do it. Like I'm going to have to like buy like a shade thing. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a long thing, but I have my survival seed set and I'm ready to garden. Anyway. Listen, I'm also working on my garden boxes, not so much for like a prepper standpoint, but more just for like, you know, I want to believe that I can grow something. I also had to throw away a house plant that I killed today. So you win some, you lose some. I will say that I can't remember to do anything. Like I was about to say something that might've got me reported to CPS and I stopped myself, but like I could keep my kids alive. Like I'm pretty good at that. I could keep myself alive. I even contribute to my husband, keeping himself alive beyond that no capacity for anything i got um this like new makeup stuff that you're supposed to put on every day like in order to make it work and yeah, I, I'm, your new routine is very ambitious yeah well i mean like that like i have to wash my my face every day and the only reason why i actually wash my wash my face is because 
I don't want mascara getting in my eyeballs. Yeah, that hurts. And that's like my only motivation for any kind of skincare. So I'm like, well, while I'm at it, I might as well put something on. But like I had this other thing where I was supposed to do it twice in a day. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even remember to do it the second half of the day. What was it? It was like the Babe Lash Serum. Oh, but like, I'll yeah. be honest, but here I am. I feel like I'm being so dishonest. Babe Lash is about to be a podcast sponsor. And I told them too, that like, I don't use the Babe Lash, but I do use like their, their brow stuff, their mascara and their like lip plumper every day. So like, I was like, should I really say that I don't actually use Babe Lash on the podcast right now? But I truly, I'm not able to do the serum or the eye conditioner because I'm just not. Condi- well, twice a day. I can do once, but twice. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I brush my teeth twice a day. Is that not enough? Is that not enough for human maintenance? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So my gardening palace plans. You can only Bella Swan. I need a human moment so many times a day. That was just. Thank you. (laughs) When in actuality, I probably pull that. I need a human moment in the waking hours of the day seven or eight times a day like with my kids or like with Alex and stuff like they'll just get home and I'm like I really need a human moment by human moment I mean like I need to go to the bathroom and like watch TikTok or like you know not be responsible oh yeah well that's a different but none of my human moments include me putting a little serum on my eyeballs to make my lashes grow a little bit bigger yeah no that's too hard I have access to mascara I'm fine yeah like I don't I have strip lashes if I'm really desperate my eyelashes are blonde anyway so like so let's say that they grow yeah okay so they grow I still am gonna have to do something to them yeah tint them is that what I should do what I need to do just like get some hair dye uh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) I'm not thinking that through like that might be a little dangerous you you need to use the one that's specially formulated for eyelashes (laughs) You're saying that I shouldn't just go to Sally's and get some like 10 volume. I mean, the other ones do say like risk of blindness. So take that as you will. You know what? I think I might just, I may just stick with mascara. We'll see though. No promises. If I was nearby, I'd tint them for you. Thanks. Thank you. Larkin does my hair, everybody. Yeah. At least what? Have I done it twice? I think you're what? We live in different states. To be yes. clear, <laughs> but you've cut my hair multiple yes. times. Yes, and then you've dyed it. One of my best hair colors I've ever had. Yeah, the Larkin fun. hair original. Anyway, um, okay, we're going to take a brief intermission because for the first time in my life, Zoom is cutting me off after forty minutes. Where I've always been like, I wonder if Zoom like has their information wrong and thinks I have a premium account. I don't, um, but now it wants to cut me off. So I'm going to stop this and then we're going to restart. Okay, so. Brief intermission. You're all welcome. All right, y'all, we're back. Our 40 minutes has been reset. Um, some may say, hey, Mary, it's, it's your business. Do you want to just like upgrade to the real Zoom? No. Absolutely not. No, I don't. Did you see how easy that was just for me to stop and start over again? When in reality, we had to wait for like 10 minutes for the audio to save. Whatever. Hopefully our rhythm wasn't broken. No, definitely not. I think that we're doing a great job. Um, Larkin, are you going to see the new Batman? Yes, I love all Batmans. Well, most Batmans. I like Batman. I'm a fan of Batman. Okay. And you're going to see this one. 
Yes. I mean, that's the plan. When is that going to uh, happen? Oof. Good question. Um, whenever my husband and I can sneak away from our children to go to the movie theater, which is right by our house, but we just can't bring our kids because they're afraid it is, of everything. It's a very dark, sinister movie. Like when I was writing my review for it, um, like I didn't even think young teens should go to it. Like there's something, mm-hmm. text me after you watch it. People who have seen Batman already, the end disturbed me like deeply. Um, yeah. And it's just like, I feel like I've just said the word like 14 times with Marvel movies and stuff. Yes. Even when horrible things happen, like there's this huge mystical element element to it. Like all these people have superpowers, you know, like, so it's not like they're actual spiders, you know, like it's not that right. believable. But, like, all the Batman stuff was all, like, plausible. Mm, because, okay. like, there's no super superpowers. So then, like, the villain, like, the, the big villain finale seemed very real. It made me, like, very uneasy. Interesting. And very funny. for another one? Or it just was disturbing because of how it played out? Yeah, just, I mean, like, just the whole concept of, like, the villain's final act. Mm. Okay. Um, and it's funny. I feel like what? Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, typically Batman villains are just crazy people. Yeah, like emotionally so this... disturbed. And so I feel like um, the previews and stuff have like kind of shown this. So this isn't a spoiler, but like the concept of this villain is like he's a crazy person with like an audience, like an online audience and like followers. Oh, okay. So they've modernized it. Yeah, and like a lot of um like reviews and stuff that I've been like listening to and reading and stuff, people are like, this is Matt Reeves's take on like QAnon and like incels and stuff. Interesting. So it's a little more okay, I see. Yeah. I think I like my Batman a little more like with bang pow, but mm-hmm. hopefully I can handle it. <laughs> Another bummer about this movie, it was really, really good. It was three hours long. Robert Pattinson doesn't have the mask on for maybe five minutes collectively in the movie. Mary, I'm going to ruin your day. But the best, at least we still get the best part. We get that jaw. I'm not that into Robert Pattinson's physical appearance. In the Batman, I'm not either. When the mask is off, he looks like a sweaty little emo boy. With like weird long hair and he looks paler than he even was as Edward. He does not look healthy. He looks like he needs a vitamin. He doesn't look good. And then in the suit, he's a hunk. But like also all you see is like the jaw. He's wearing the mask. He has a bat costume on. I was pondering this. I don't think I've ever been that attractive to Robert Pattinson. Even when he was like Cedric Diggory. I'm I was more into Oliver Wood shout out to Sean Biggerstaff who was like the love of my life when I haven't gotten that far yet in my Harry Potter journey well in in the movies the yeah like I like I haven't all... seen the movies oh I finished well, episode I finished the second movie recently he's in he's in the first one the guy I'm talking about Oliver Wood he's the Quidditch 
captain. The mean and blonde hair boy? When I was like, no, he's got brown hair. He's the one that like explains all the different Quidditch balls to Harry. Do not recall. Okay, well, when I was in Wait for like, a second, I'm going to Google Quidditch captain. It just search Sean Biggerstaff. Um, I don't think he was ever in anything else because I watch a lot of British um, British cinema. And Where, I real quick, him. what kind of Sean is he? Is he a scene? He's a scene. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I had cut out, like we would print out pictures on our home printer and cut them out and stick them behind the plastic of our binders. The first picture that pops up of him is a picture of him not in Harry Potter, but of just him holding a Bible. Oh, yuck. I mean, the Bible. Is, I, I like is, is this your man, Larkin? Is this your man? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, okay, now there's a picture of him in the movie. And yeah, he wears when a kilt. Like 12? Yeah. Oh, wait, what is that facial hair? No, I like him clean shaven. You, lo- you like him 16. I think that's the conclusion yeah, I mean, that I'm drawing. Because I'm also like 14, 15. I don't know. But yeah, he was the one for me over Cedric Diggory. And I mean, Twilight did nothing for me with the Robert Pattinson attraction of it all. So. That's disappointing. I like, I feel like I can't even watch some of the recent clips of him like doing his PR stuff or like just him walking the red carpet. I'm like, I, I can't watch this anymore. I'm going to scream. Because you're so attracted to him? He's so good looking. And okay, he's just I, like suave. Like, does that make sense? Like, he's just like so cool. Yeah, I feel I feel secondhand cringe when I watch that. And I don't know why. I That's guess how I feel. Me. I feel secondhand cringe. I was going to text this earlier. So our friends were talking about Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Two people that I just don't like. Like, I don't buy into their whole, like... We're quirky and relatable couple. And like, I know that they do keep it really real. And I don't really know him like that. Like, I don't listen to Armchair Expert. I know that he has a, I know that he has many layers and like he's been through a lot and stuff. I don't know him like that. So I'm just like, like my review of them is basically like Ellen interview surface level. Yeah. Stuff. But like every I'm not, time, I'm not a stand for them either. Yeah. Like, but every time like Kristen Bell goes on like a crusade about something. I really do admire what she's done about like paparazzi photos and children. Like, I think that that was like an amazing thing that she did, like probably changed the world for forever. Not that sounds dramatic, but like changed the celebrity world for forever. Like her work with that. But do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> so when she had her first baby, she like made this whole campaign about like, if you're a publication and like, she did it right before the Oscars or something. Okay. Something big. Like if you are a publication that buys photos of children, we will not stop and talk to you on the red carpet. Okay. And then a bunch of celebrities followed suit. Like they even had like Brad and Angelina. Like they had like people that didn't even have kids like Jennifer Aniston. Like she also did it. Like it was this huge thing that like she started where it's like you, if you buy any photos that have children in it and you like don't blur out the face. And yeah. even if you're buying them in general, like you're blacklisted on the red carpet, like celebrities won't come and stop and talk to you. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and but then I mean, all these, that. 
Yeah. And then like, and then she kind of was one that like that stopped it. So anyway, so I admire her for that. But every time like they talk about something, especially like when it has to do with like their farts or whatever, I cringe, I cringe and I cringe. And I'm like, I can't believe that people like this. This makes me sound like feel so uncomfortable. I cannot watch them anymore or listen to them or anything. The only clip I like is the one where she's like obsessed with sloths or whatever. Yes, I do like that one. And that's it. That's all. That's all I want to know about them. One of my cringiest personal moments was that clip came out like my first year in Provo. And for some reason, I thought that like maybe not that many people had seen it. And that's like when I was really trying to be like a pick me girl. Like I'm so quirky. I'm not like the other girls. And I adopted her like excitement scale, like about something. And I was telling this guy, I'm like, yeah, if I'm like not on like a three to seven on the excitement scale, I'm crying. Like if I'm anyway, and he goes, oh yeah, you got that from Kristen Bell. Like he was on to me. <laughs> I was stealing her cute, quirky thing, trying to pass it off as my cute, quirky thing. And I've never been so humbled so quickly in my life. One time I tried to be um, as quirky as Zooey Deschanel in 500 Days of Summer inside an Ooh. Ikea. I so think everybody I has had that, that phase though. If- Oof. If that uh, makes you feel any better. I tried to manic pixie dream girl myself. So how, how far back in your Facebook memories can you personally look at before you go, this is too much for me. I can't watch anymore. Uh, like last week. Yeah, really. Honestly, like I've gone into the 2019s where like I'll see Instagram captions. I like written about my children and I'm like, Mary, please stop somebody should have unplugged your router back then and like looking at anything from like high school I can't do it cannot so my friend just recently sent me some pictures of me in middle school I think or like early high school days and honestly my memory's not that good these days so I don't now I kind of look back with like the fondness of old age I'm like oh look at little Larkin with her sweaty pit stains in every picture what a ride puberty was but like I don't know yeah if I actually think about my behavior during that time it's not good for my mental health so I try not to no I yeah I cannot anyway from Robert Pattinson to this Robert Pattinson is hot nobody could ever tell me otherwise this man Sheen Biggerstaff isn't that a porn name Sean Biggerstaff I was like i I don't know. I'm not familiar with porn. I'm not sure. And that's a risky well, Google. Just, so I don't want to Google just the bigger stuff of it all. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably like the most apt porn name probably of all time. It always gave me the giggles when I was, you know, like, yeah, he young. hasn't been in a movie. Well, he was in Mary queen of Scots, but was he in the actual Mary queen of Scots that I'm thinking of? No, he was not. He was not in the Saoirse Ronan one. Let's Listen, see. I consume a lot of like BBC content, like anything with British actors in it. I pretty much recognize them because British accents soothe me. And I have never seen his face since Harry Potter. How how tall do you think this, this man is? Sorry. Sorry to this man. Uh, five, six. Oh, wait, this man has been um, this man has been canceled. Oh, did for what? What did he do? I don't know. The first thing on Google, people ask, what did Sean Biggerstaff do to get canceled? But then I clicked on it and it's not really telling me. Anyway, much to consider. Congratulations, Robert Pattinson, for being hot. You made a great movie, even if it's three hours long. I made a TikTok telling people to go pee during the car chase scene. 
and thus angered all the film bros on TikTok. A lot of people telling me that I don't respect cinematographers or stuntmen or whatever because people have to. You be... really should have just gotten a catheter for the movie, Mary. I, I Where's your commitment? I am a proud AMC Stubbs member. And the fact that there wasn't a catheter offered to me upon my entrance um, at one of the biggest movies of the year is disgusting. They should have, right? they should have branded catheters and yeah. someone to insert them for you. If only. Um, anyway, from that to this. <laughs> I'm so gonna, sorry. From that to so this. Um, I just wanted to talk about some things that have been on TV lately um because march as we know i went through a whole list last week let me see if i could pull it up again since we didn't get that real episode march is like a dump month for good quality content like people that um people networks and stuff that plan out like their emmy campaigns and everything the emmy cutoff for voting or for like submissions ends at the beginning of june okay so if they want their show to be considered they have to release release it before June or else they have to wait a whole nother year and then momentum stops. So they only release like the amazing heavy hitter. Like you're not going to forget about these shows in the summer. So that's like Succession, Game of Thrones, whatever. Like their, their tent poles go in the summer and then shows that they know need a little bit more like excitement for people to be able to vote for them and stuff. They release them in this like springtime run. Um, so, so translate that for me. We have good shows coming out now. Amazing or- shows. Okay. This month has so much content. Like I can't keep up with it. It's such a hard life for me. Such a hard Give life. Me that I live. Just a couple of examples of ones you're excited about. Okay. So this is what I've been watching lately. Um, the drop- I basically live under a rock. So, okay. Just Do you know who Elizabeth Holmes is? Yeah. Cause I read Theranos girl. Yeah, and I saw the, I've seen a lot of, like, ads about Amanda Seyfried. Yes, yes, about her. The show is amazing. So there's a new show out called The Dropout. It's um, just the Elizabeth Holmes story. And it's one of many grifter shows that we're getting lately. Um, One of two that we're getting about Elizabeth Holmes specifically, because Jennifer Lawrence is about to be in a movie. Um. Like so she's the other Elizabeth Holmes. Mm-hmm. And this one that Amanda Seyfried is in, this was supposed to be Kate McKinnon. And then she backed out last minute so she could be Carol Baskin in the new uh, Joe versus Carol show. And that show is flopping. So it's kind of funny. But I can't imagine a better um, Elizabeth Holmes than Amanda Seyfried. This show is amazing. There's a new episode out late tonight, I think. And I can't wait to watch it. There like the tone of it is perfect. I think after watching Inventing Anna, um, the Anna Delvey show, which was such a disappointment, like oh, was it? Oh yeah, like I and I think like it's universally known, like nobody really loved it. They took um the story could have been so interesting, but instead they decided to like focus on the journalist like reporting it, where I think what everybody wanted was like, give me a show of Anna Delvey conning all these people and her adventures and people finding out that she was conning them and stuff but instead it was grounded with her like in jail talking to this reporter and like we had to like learn how like hard the reporter worked to like get the story out there and stuff oh that's boring yeah so like it just wasn't the show that anybody wanted um 
But like, so after seeing how wrong these shows can go, the dropout is the perfect mix of um, like levity. Like, I feel like it's not like super dark. I think it realizes that Elizabeth Holmes, although she was like a super scammer and like messing with people's like medical history and like medical diagnosis is a horrible thing. Like she deserved everything that she got. But also the whole thing is just so ridiculous. Like the fact that she was able to con people out of $9 billion, $9 billion is just so laughable. Yeah. Like, like the fact that she was able to find all these tech bros to and like convince them that like without any proof that she could just do this thing because they were all so like determined to be in on the things first and she was able like to con so many people and then of course like she has the deep voice and like everything and the Steve Jobs uniform that she wears every day the show is amazing it's really really good okay where like inventing Anna I feel like they got the story wrong Mm -hmm. so whose perspective is it told from in the dropout so the dropout is really just like the story from like beginning to end. So like okay. she's not always on the screen. Um, it's not like a narrative thing like that. So it's kind of like here's a series of events and we're going to show you all of them. Um, yeah, and, like, which is what you would have wanted with Anna Delby, huh? Yeah. Like just tell me like when did she come to America? How did she develop this crazy accent? Why did she figure like why did she build this identity for herself you know like we want to know all those things um but instead we just got something like not good but then with the dropout yeah it's kind of like from beginning to end and then like the fun thing is is that um Theranos had so much turnover where like there were new people coming in and out all the time so they're able to get like really good like guest actors and everything because like they only have to come on for like an episode oh okay um So because Theranos was such a crappy place to work at, there's like a revolving door of good actors and stuff. So it's fun. Oh, but then also I've been watching um, Super Pumped, which is a show on Showtime, which is about the uh, the start and like the acquisition of Uber, which sounds boring, but think um, like social network vibes. Yeah, I could see how that would be interesting only because I read an article about it and there is so much like backstory behind Mm -hmm. Uber that is wild. And the first two episodes are really just like them fighting. And I mean, there's only two episodes out now, but the first two episodes are them um, like fighting like the taxi commissions and like they were they try to shut them down everywhere they went and yes like the taxi unions are so strong and like the government has its hand in all these things so that's what like the first two episodes have been about i think the show is a little too serious where like again with the dropout like the perfect level of like levity where this one i feel like is so information heavy Mm. and there's no like lightness in it yeah that, but, see, I probably wouldn't do well because I don't like shows where I have to think that hard. Mm-hmm. And Showtime, they always have, maybe it's not a problem, but I feel like an hour on Showtime feels so different than like an hour on HBO. Just because they always do lean like darker and they use like the entire hour where like HBO, I feel like most of the shows clock in at like 50-ish minutes or so. Mm. But anyway, Joseph, Gore- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a, uh, really good in it 
But um, so I think what I need you to do is um, dress up and show me a persona of each of the streaming services. So if you're telling me that is so information heavy, I'm gonna need you to put together a presentation in a way that I can understand. Yes, I'll just like dress up as a librarian and be like, here's some knowledge. But then like for HBO, just be like, here's some like star studded glitter. The content yeah. of the show doesn't matter. It's just good looking people and a good soundtrack. Um, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Maybe some interpretive dance. I could I could provide that. I'm not a good dancer. My daughter actually just said, do you wish that dancing was one of your talents after me and her were dancing together? And I said, you know what? That was the subtlest own, like the subtlest like neg I've ever heard in my life. Do you wish wow. that dancing was one of your talents? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Thanks, Piper. Yeah. Um, next, oh, she got good. I know, right? Like, and she didn't, of course, she like didn't mean it mean, but like, I always tell her, I'm like, oh, like, this is really one of your talents, Piper. Like, you're so good at like being nice to people and like you really care, like, you're whatever. Um, and then like, she'll ask, anyway, that's a long tangent. I don't need to talk about parenting. Um, yeah, let's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just uh, quit it and talk instead about, uh, this horrible movie I just watched called Fresh on Hulu. Okay, in your notes, I was very curious what Fresh was. Did so you look I it up? Wait to hear. No, I didn't. Okay, so all the reviews I've seen of this have said, like, go into this movie as blind as possible. Okay, so it's a movie, not a show. It's a movie, and it's starring okay. Sebastian Stan. Do you know who that yeah. is? Yeah, he's Bucky Barnes. Yes. And then um, Daisy Edgar Jones from uh, Normal People. She was the lead in Normal People. Nope. Um, Normal People is a really, really good show. Um, and like from the trailer, I was pretty much able to tell what the vibe was. Like I knew it was at least going to be like a serial killer type movie. Okay, where is this premiering? It's on Hulu. Okay, Hulu. So what's their persona? So, oh, what's Hulu's persona? Just yeah. trying harder than anybody else in failing. Hulu is like the theater kid of of all um, streaming services. Awesome. Can't wait to see your interpretation <laughs> of it. Yes. Up- upcoming TikTok. Um, don't give me any ideas. Please. please, please I need to log off that thing app. Anyway, so the movie Fresh, you can tell from the trailer and the spoilers are going to abound, but I'm only going to spoil it because I don't think anybody should watch this movie. Lately, like... I'm not a prude and I'll kind of watch anything, you know, like if there's like a big sex scene or something, I'll fast forward through it. Like, I don't really need it, whatever, but I'm not a prude and I'll kind of watch whatever. I sat through all of euphoria. There's been an influx lately of like just demented stuff that I don't think people need in their brain. And also just like a lot of penises everywhere. Yeah. Ugh. Like, I feel like shows like I remember when I was watching True Blood remember I just mumbled my way through that word I remember when I watched True Blood and there was that one moment where like you just saw a penis and I remember being like ah, oh my gosh like this is a next level show and then like that one moment in Outlander where you see it and I was like oh my gosh why don't I remember it in Outlander it was like Blackjack Randall I think oh was it Ugh, yeah so it was just horrible maybe I blocked that out yeah but lately I feel like it's been popping up everywhere I'm like 
have we no decency anymore? And then that same, apply that same logic to the fact where about like this movie, it's just about a cannibal. So this movie is about this guy that like picks up girls on dates. So it's like the premise is like, these are the ills of dating, you know, like you never really know somebody. This guy was all red flags. He didn't have any social media. What if he's married? And he like takes this girl out. He's supposed to be a plastic surgeon. He like takes her out to his cabin in the woods or like his like beautiful house in the woods, drugs her, chains her up. And then she finds out that she's like one of like many prisoners at his house. And he's going to like slowly cut away like all the meat on her body until she just dies. Yeah. And then he's like selling it. Wait, he's selling what? The meat? The meat. Yeah. So he's like a meat. He's a butcher for like women. And like his like method. I know this is so demented, right? Why are movies like this being made? His like method for it is to like keep them alive as long as possible because that like keeps the meat better or whatever. So he just slowly cuts them up. And like the main girl, he like drugs her and he like cuts off her butt. So then she like <laughs> spends like the rest of the movie like laying down because like her butt just got cut off. But then she's like, she decides to flirt with him, like to stay like one of his favorites and he really falls for it. And in like the middle of the movie, she's like, I'm just curious, like, what does it taste like? And he's like, I'll take you out to dinner. So he this makes buttless wonder. Yeah. So he makes her sit down at dinner without a butt. On what? Well, like, so she smells her bones. Uh, okay. But yeah. And then just he makes her eat human meat. And he like shows her like the identities and like all her like this girl's like possessions and like this girl's trying to save her life. So she's just like, oh, wow, like, I can't believe you care about me this much. He's like, this is a $30,000 meal. And she's just like, wow, you care about me. And he's like, wow, like, and he's like really falling for her. Then the next day he makes her like eat like this whole other like, um, like meat pate thing. Is that how you say it? Like, uh, like liver from like one of the girls that she knows that are in there. It's literally yeah. the most disgusting thing ever. Do we not have any more morals? And like, it was this so is long. On it's on an effing Hulu. You can just pull up Hulu and watch this Army Hammer fantasy. We're like, and that's what I'm thinking. There's effing sick people out there. Like Army Hammer, the actual cannibal. Army Hammer, alleged actual cannibal. Army Hammer. No. Yeah. I mean, like in this movie shows like all these like amputees. Like every time, like it shows like another prisoner, like they have like foot cut off or like a leg cut off or something. And then they're just constantly eating. And then like they're showing the meat all the time. Like there'll just be like a leg and he's like cutting it up and whatever. Like you're, he's showing like how he pre- prepares this thigh. Effing disgusting. Nobody, if you're listening to this, I'm not allowing you to watch Fresh. Sorry. Watch I something else. Throw up. I, I, I couldn't have- do it gag reflex for yeah there have been several shows I've had to abandon after I watched them and threw up there's um what's one show that's um I was like (laughs) name one show but like what's a show breaking back okay like what part I'm very sensitive when they dissolved the person in the bathtub instead of the plastic tub he was going to use so like episode two or whatever that's yep once I throw up a show's done for me. I also um oh, yeah. Walking Dead. 
Okay, I would like never even attempt that show. I don't. Yeah, like I feel like I can't do that, but I also can't do um, like children in peril. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the end of Breaking Bad when he like kidnaps Holly and like he's like in like this rage and he like kills or not kills. Thank goodness, he like kidnaps a little baby. I was like, I don't even think I could watch the rest of this finale. I can't do this. Like yeah, that makes I me want to So I can't even. I don't. I didn't know that happened. It's, but don't worry about splitting it because I'm never going back. Yep. And, and it's like a 10-year-old show, so we're fine, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, I can't believe that people can make movies like that. Um, literally watch anything else. And also, like, I fast-forwarded through a good chunk of that movie. So there's probably a lot of things that I missed, but I just couldn't do it. I, like, I read the Wikipedia as I went along. Anyway, there's a new show out on HBO called Winning Time. It's a story about the Lakers in the 90s. We're going to start that tonight, and I'm really excited. Um, and also, just a friendly reminder, all of the Hunger Games movies are on Hulu right now, and they're really freaking good. We were blessed with the Hunger yeah. Games saga. I rewatched them just a couple months ago, so I was excited to see them on your list. I know. I started it like from... Uh, it was kind of weird. I started with Catching Fire went through all the Mockingjays and then went back to Hunger Games. Not the order that I would have. Well, I started rewatching them because I watched this movie called The Book of Love and it had Sam Kathlin in it, the guy that plays Finnick. And yes. in this movie, okay. The Book of Love, he's so disgusting where I couldn't even it- believe, like he's like, that's like this creepy, like way too skinny, like I, not to body shame, but like it just everything was just creepy about him. And like unintentionally creepy. Like I think he was supposed to be a hunk. But I was like who is this guy? And I mm. couldn't even believe my eyes. When I was like this is Sam Kaplan. Like this is the dude from Hunger Games. I must go and you know. Cleanse my palate. So I watched Catching Fire with him in it. And then I watched all of them. But that's just your reminder. Hunger Games we were blessed. It's true. And I, I did like the hum- Hunger Games movies. If they were remade right now, who would be Katniss? Ooh. So I like Jennifer Lawrence fine. Like I don't mm. have strong feelings either way, but she never really fit the vision of Katniss that I had in my head. I think she did great, but she was just too old. Yeah. Like it would have been so much old. more emotional if they were actual teenagers. And again, not to body shame, but she has like full cheeks and I was picturing someone a little more like wiry since she was like always on the brink of starvation. She looked a little too like healthy and um, strong to Mm. me to be Katniss. I needed somebody like a little scrappier, a little wirier, a little more gritty. Yeah. So who would fit that bill? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if it was made today, Tom Holland would be PETA hands down with yeah that, if they were able to get them right um i recently saw something that said that jacob alori the guy from euphoria he would be he would be gail which i i agree with that assessment probably he would be gail okay so i haven't watched euphoria thank my goodness did, but he I did oh yeah i could have watch- I, I been sending matt euphoria tiktoks all the time Matt sends yeah, me like Matt two TikToks the- a day. <laughs> he does? Yeah, and I love it. 
but also <laughs> I don't have the heart to because normally like I've seen them and sometimes yeah. I'll send back a haha so funny and I really am endeared with them and always they're ones that I like so like I'll give them the rewatch and I'm grateful that Matt has sent them along but this whole time I could have been sending him euphoria TikToks yeah he sends me like 17 TikToks a day so he's curating the ones he sends you but yeah he knows way more about shows than I do he watches a lot more content for me the ideal show or movie is one that I don't have to watch so I can listen to it while I do other things Mm, the mindless watches is a good yeah a good one anyway it really makes sex scenes better because it's just a lot of heavy breathing and you're like oh yep they must still be going because I hear all right yeah, they're they're just having a grand old time. I've been rewatching Outlander and it's just a lot of you know, like the first what I've realized on my rewatch though, because I'm on season two, mm-hmm. the sex really drops off. Like I know that a lot of people I got some messages yesterday when I recommended it, and the, there were some people that were like worried about the sexual content. I I would say the first season will be rough for you. Really, it drops off after that. Like there's a fair amount in season two. By the time season three, first of all, they're apart for half of it. But like nothing really happens. And then after that, they're they're older and it's not as like steamy. You want to talk about a perfectly casted show. They did such a good job. Literally perfect. Me and Claire. So here's what it is. I get sucked into these shows because I've read the books. Um, that's what happened to me with Game of Thrones. That's what happened to me with uh, Outlander, Hunger Games. I mean, which sometimes is good. And sometimes the book's descriptions are way more intense. And then when you watch the show, those descriptions run through your mind and it's even more disturbing. So that can be good and bad. But yeah, I, I typically read the book first. Sometimes I read the book second. But yeah, with Outlander, it follows it really closely and it was really perfectly cast as someone who read the books first. I I tried to read the book um, and I just didn't have the patience for it. It was really, really big. And also I'm not a, a great reader of things that I don't have on my phone and I was only able to get like the physical copy from my library. Mm, yeah. Like I feel like all my reading just happens when I have a spare minute, like to read something on my phone yeah but maybe one day i'll give it another shot but larkin our time has come to an end you were perfect thank you <laughs> for coming on is there anything you want to promote oh no i don't have really an online presence <laughs> at this point and also i have a desire to because again you kind of stopped doing hair right yeah taking a little break just because of my mom duties yeah because oh, I was gonna be like all right she could do your hair but no she could only do my hair but anyway <laughs> everybody thank you so much for listening to today's episode of I just want to chat you can follow us on tiktok at, at I just want to chat podcast follow us on instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast and join our facebook group I just want to chat podcast the oscar um contest is about to happen soon so if you like money and you like to predict things and you think that you'd be good at that and you want to win money for doing that, um, join our Facebook group and uh, you could see if you will be the winner. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we will see you next week.